Get ready for non-stop action. Get ready for non-stop excitement. They're doing the job possibly nobody wants. Watching every canon film and analyzing them. To death. Frank Garcia Hale. Jeff Garlock in The Canon Canon. Mellow out. Welcome to the Canon Canon. My name is Jeff Garlock. And I'm Frank Garcia. Now you piss me off. Hail. Ooh, I'm sorry. <laughs> People, this is the Canon Canon. We are the podcast where we talk about canon films and all of their amazing output. And as we always say, sometimes uh, we do our could have been a canons. And that is when we cover movies that we consider they could have been a canon movie in some way and in some time. And if canon existed at the time or if they didn't exist, uh, they live in the world, the world of canon. And today is no exception. Uh, this, of course, if you're listening to it early on our Patreon, patreon.com slash the canon canon, you can always get an early episode a month early of our could have been a canons, along with all of our bonus little treats including a rapping soundtrack, Garlock soundtrack video that is out and about on nice. the Patreon and only on the Patreon. You tried to rap there, but it uh, you didn't uh, follow through. No, but almost <laughs> in some ways better <laughs> than about. the rap there in the <laughs> <Right>. movie rapping. <laughs> and let's be honest, these are little treats. Uh, these, these are. Patreon. They're like little bonbons for you to... Remember exactly. when that was a, a big uh, joke in the yes. 80s? <laughs> Sitting on the couch eating bonbons. I have to say, because, uh, you know, the way the way we are, I, there are certainly times during the week when I'm eating like a little candy in the middle of the day to get through some writing project, and I feel like, am, like, am I the Peg Bundy in this situation right. here? <laughs> uh, no Peg. Uh, yeah, it is amazing that that became a uh, weird trope. Uh, and so, yes, uh, we've got a lot of bonbons on there. We have a Russell Stover's uh, heart box, because this is also uh, recorded the day after Valentine's, Valentine's. and I have that on my brain. Uh, and you uh, go all out for Valentine's Day, right, Jeff? Because you're a, the biggest Valentine's head. Uh, I love this it. This way of St. Valentine, am I correct? Uh, you, you got two people in the world who love it. St. Valentine's and me, baby. Uh, yeah. And I go all out. I sit there and I go, hey, baby, tonight we're watching Action Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> the most romantic movie you can think of. You're still in your uh, heart teddy bear costume, too. I am. I am. I never wash it, uh, which I should. No, uh, I can tell. Yeah. It's, it's, you. That thing is crusty. <laughs> Ew, oh, get it out of my face. <laughs> Lots of crust on here from different types of crust, and I'll leave your imagination <laughs> to go there. Uh, so, yeah, so go to our Patreon, sign up for our Patreon, uh, support the Canon Canon, forget all those tasty bonbons, including. This early episode of, uh, we already said it, baby. We are doing it today. We are doing one that had to be done. The 1988 classic. To some people. Uh, I, and I mean, I, I mean, to me, in, it's in one some of those, ways. <laughs> this, this, you said this uh, over text, Jeff, but it does fit in that same world of Tango and Cash. Yeah. Where it was always a punchline Uh huh. when we were growing up. Yep. And then you watch it and you're like, it's not that much different or, or, or any worse than 
a lot no. of the action films that got praise at that time. I mean, no, uh, you know what? Yeah. yeah, so we are doing 1988's Action Jackson, starring Carl Weathers, Vanity, Craig T. Nelson, and the yeah. entire cast of Die Hard and yes. Predator. <laughs> they just got they just got in a bus. <laughs> they they really right did. Over. It feels like Joel Silver just like had a had a charter bus and just had everybody mean, go over to the other set. Truly does feel like it was like across a lot. Yeah. All shooting on the same lot. It is insane. Every every other actor, you are just like, well, that person, that person, that person. It's wild. I half expected to see Bruce Willis in the background or oh. Ar- Arnie in the background, just like eating a sandwich or something. <laughs> It's like, oh, she's saying like they got caught. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Joe. Artie's wearing uh, his camo makeup. He's got a giant cigar and a pastrami sandwich. Uh, <laughs> What's going <laughs> on here? <laughs> Who is the action Jackson? I am the action Donald. <laughs> I am Andy Jackson. <laughs> Let me help you write the one-liners. <laughs> oh, baby. Hey, say, it say is chill out, but even though you have a flamethrower. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if this one makes any sense. Just go with it. No, <laughs> you do funny. it. <laughs> you picture Arnold as the script doctor on this, but it's only one Holy pass, crap. and you had to take it. That was the Joel Silver rule. You had to yep. take whatever is, even if it doesn't make sense. Like chill out with a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so this is uh, Action Jackson. This is uh, one of the few Carl Weathers vehicles. Um. Here's a, I, I did, as we always kind of like to talk about, do, is this one that you watched growing up? I remember parts of it. This was one of those movies that felt like, like your, your, your friend's dad could watch, mm-hmm. but we weren't allowed to watch because it had nudity and yes. some cursing and stuff. But it, it was, it felt like a different type of action film that you're not allowed to watch. So I remember, I remember it existing yeah i remember like parts of it but it was one of those that i just never i never watched i was was never really on tv and stuff yeah i don't know maybe for for me at least it wasn't no no which speaks to i don't think it was i think and you know i i I, I'll, i'll probably find the wording later in uh the episode but you know, this is one that apparently like looking at it one of the reasons maybe you and i didn't watch it as much is and why there wasn't uh partly a sequel is like this got hbo maxed a little bit like it looks like there was like it was part of like they put it out there was plans for a sequel and then because a production company too yeah like like wb like bought this and then it like a bunch like got bought and like then like kind of like shelved so it just like it's there's partly that like it was a it was a Financial success, critical failure, couple raspberries, at least for vanity, I believe. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah. Weird. Uh, but I think it's more of uh, like why we didn't see it because it wasn't in the packages that got sold to the networks we watched right. a billion times. But I, mean, I do, but it's on HBO Max right now. Now it's here. Now it's anti-HBO Max. Like they're making up for lost time. They're like, hey, we're screwing over all of your friends yeah. And their TV shows. <laughs> right, um, yeah. Here's your the trade livelihoods have been ruined, but here's Action Jackson so you can cover it on your fucking podcast. All of your hopes for your livelihood are getting smothered. But 
yeah, cover it on your 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 Canning Cannon podcast. Speaking again, Patreon, help us out. But um, real, real at least. But and also, we're, we've gone, we gotten red in the face from just talking about physical media and how important it is. And granted, we don't buy enough uh, oh, physical God, no. media, but it's just, I mean, all the streaming services, even the 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 content they produce, they're yeah. removing. Yes, it doesn't make any sense. It makes sense only fiscally, but it is wild choices. Uh, We are in Thunderdome right now. Um, I agree with you that there was something about, like, I don't know why this didn't get rented. Like, I watched, I you know, I've talked about this a little bit at times. Like, I think I watched a lot of these movies at my babysitter's house Mm -hmm. because they were just like the, 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 the son was a little bit older than me, but also there was just like a little bit more leeway. Not that my family was like keeping me from anything, but it was just like they were a little bit more just like, yeah, it's just common that like, oh, you're homesick. We're going to rent Mission Impossible when you're like eight or ten. Um, yeah. And I remember being at like a weird grocery store in like Waterbury, Connecticut or something and looking at the videos and just waiting for them, just staring at Action Jackson going like, that looks cool. Yeah. But there is something that maybe screamed a little bit more adult, sexual, violent than the other ones for whatever reason. Even though probably it isn't, except yeah. for maybe Craig T. Nelson. Like, how were they to know Craig T. Nelson would be such a creep in it? Um, right. But, coach. yeah, Coach himself. Uh, my wife refused to call him anything but Coach while we were watching it. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I think I never saw it, and I remember being like blown away by how jacked Carl Weathers looked in the trailer. Oh, yeah. Uh and then so I don't think I watched this until maybe like ten years ago, even like, you know, like uh and I'll say and maybe it, this is why this movie also and we'll get into all this more, our catchphrase. Uh I think one of the reasons why it also it falls into a tango in cash territory is the plot isn't and how the movie plays out is not exactly what's promised to you in an odd way, just like tango and cash. And so it's hard to like think like like think about this. Like this is coming off the heels of Predator. Like this movie was straight up made. Because Joel Silver and Carl Weathers were talking on set of Predator about how Joel Silver liked exploitation movies. And Carl Weathers was just like, here's a title. Because he even says, I had the idea, well, maybe just the title. <laughs> and as we know, it's always best to start with the title and not always. the story. Uh, and it is a great title. Action yeah. Jackson is a great name and a great promise. Action Jackson. Action Jackson is a great name. Um, but, again, we'll get into this more. One of the biggest problems is it feels like a sequel. Yeah. But it isn't. It's the first in a franchise. And it almost feels like, and this is one way I'll connect it to canon, Action Jackson feels like they were shooting Action Jackson 1 and 2 in, a, mission, time, yeah. in a missing in action situation and then we're like oh we need to switch up some for some reason you said that you want the origin story of action jackson where he fell into a vat of action and became action <laughs> <Yeah>. jackson 
you're sad that big old Detroit Chemical Company where they were making action. It's just like this is a movie that starts off telling you about what he was. Yeah. And then you kind of ease into him being Action Jackson. You kind of it's, expect a flashback of some sort, but no. Yeah, and you don't get it. And that and there is like there's a lot of promises of what could be happening, including the pederast son of Coach, maybe. You know what I yes. mean? Like that like is like I thought. I'm picturing, an, even when I watch it, I swear there's another movie that uses that plot, but then, and I'm trying to think of what it is, and it isn't Sin City, but it's like, it's it's the, where the idea of you fucked over my son who was a monster that I was trying to hide and I'm rich, and I can't remember what movie it is. It could be a canon movie, and please uh. let me know if we don't remember what it is, what movie this is, where then the, the son does come back like the last 20 minutes. So the whole oh. time I was waiting for the son to come back right. as for a, anything. For a re- rematch. Yeah, but instead it's just like an impetus for why the things are happening. But he so, said that he's willing to kill his son too at one point. That's how we know he's a bad dude. And he he's a super bad dude. Yeah. He I killed mean, Sharon Stone, framed Action Jackson. Man, killed his first wife, killed his partner. We hear it all. Yeah. And then so I think like it's weird. Again, I'll probably get into it even more. We'll get into more of that. It's just like you don't you get the promise. It's like Action Jackson is a little bit like I'm gonna get you sucker too. <laughs> right. Where it's yeah. like it's the and and I think that is maybe what the idea ends up becoming, which is an odd way to approach a new franchise. Yeah. Is this is an older black exploitation star in a nineties eighty eight world? Yeah, I, I think they're clashing. I think it's very hard because Joel Silver very much wants to make it a Joel Silver action film. Yep. While still making it kind of like a throwback to black exploitation because it does have a little bit of that not cartoonish, but it has like a little bit of a raised Titans. level of Yeah. Yeah. It, it it lives in kind of its own reality a bit, which makes a little bit sense that the writer wrote Demolition Man, which is right. one we'll cover yeah. at some point. Like because absolutely, that's a weird heightened, fun reality that's like you know ten percent above, twenty percent above, even with it being future. Yeah. We're like, well, yeah, this is goofier with libertarian politics, but yeah, yes, with um, libertarian politics. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, I think. To me, it feels like they're clashing together. So sometimes you get a bit of that like nod, but it's like no, 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 not too much of that. We we gotta we gotta keep it familiar to it. It's, rather than being like a, um, not that it would be this because Black Dynamite was more of a straight homage to, you know, a satire or mm-hmm. you know, uh, pastiche to uh, the black exploitation films, but this is like it kind of wants to be too serious and still be a nod to black exploitation. Yeah. I wonder. And I mean, I'll say this too. It's another reason why it kind of is Tango and cash. Isn't as complicated, but, uh, uh, I, uh, this, I want to read a questionable, uh, uh, IMDB fact from trivia. Oh boy. Uh, just because I, you know, I love them IMD facts. 
IMDb facts. We but know they're, they're always correct. They're always dead on. Um, but it, it's basically like they're, they're talking about the, the plot. And uh, it says, this doesn't sound right, but also sounds right. Filming overran by three months as it took that long for the cast to get their heads around the overly complicated plot. It, in a 1985 or 95 interview for Empire, Carl Weathers described his preparation for the plot as really, really complicated and admitted to having no clue about what the film is really about. Now, again, it feels like a weird mashup. It goes with that there is also, someone wrote in, the sequel entitled Idle Nigel was penned but never received financial <laughs> yes. backing. That is not true at all. <laughs> that cannot be true. But Idle Nigel. Idle Nigel. Uh, it, with the movie, Billy Idle. <laughs> Idle <laughs> Nigel with Billy Idle. Oi. <laughs> Oi. Uh, and Jacko. <laughs> when it's yeah, Jacko Oi. the Energizer. Energizer. It'll surprise you. Energizer. Oi. <laughs> It it is a complicated plot. Like, and this is one where I was like, "Is this the Garlock? Like, sometimes can't follow like simple plots, or am no. I having a hard time following exactly what is going on?" Um, and I do think it is connected to what we're saying here. Where I would imagine the initial idea when he's talking to Joel Silver was like, "We got to get you in a franchise." Uh, I love black exploitation movies. Let's do a black exploitation movie. As you said, Joel Silver's like, yeah, but also, like, I got to do a Joel Silver movie. And as it, like, kind of pretty quickly kept going, it wasn't really a black exploitation movie almost at all. Like, it feels like in, in it's hard to even picture. It makes sense when you're like, oh, it started as the idea of a black exploitation movie. And you're like, yeah, that name, he was a well known by everyone in the town of Detroit, the town of Detroit. Uh, there's a uh, rich white industrialist who's bringing terror onto the city slash the ghetto, quote unquote. But that doesn't really happen in the movie. Even the even the concept of racism shows up as like one or two lines and you're like, whoa, Okay, why? (laughs) Like, why late? Because that's the other part, is it also, I think with so much going on, and you're you're so much that you're waiting for to happen, that everything comes plot-wise a little later than you think it's going to, or not at all. So I didn't even know what exactly the plan was, and then when you finally get to the plan, the movie's almost over, and you're like, okay, sure. (laughs) So... He basically, because he he points out, he's like, oh, it's not about controlling this thing. It's the bigger picture. Right. Craig T. Nelson is an industrialist, but he runs a car company. Yes. Uh, He's a a Musk, if you will. Yes. He's an Elon Musk, but with a longer name. Uh, (laughs) Because it doesn't sound like a great, the name of the car company would be the Delaplane. Yeah. Which is an odd name for a car company, I think. And they're making the Haley. The Delaplane. And they're making a Haley in honor of Haley's Comet. Comet That's their yeah. their sports car. And yeah, so he, in theory, I think the plot is he's trying to install a puppet regime into the car company union 
Right. So that eventually, because he doesn't care about money, he cares about power. That's where the real boner comes from. Power. And, power. And so coach he, <laughs> coach, coach cares about power. So he wants to install into Detroit's unions because the car companies control the government. And then he doesn't want to be president. He wants to be the puppet master of the president. Yeah, the Carl Rove yes. or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, 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 he wants to be the Steve Bannon <laughs> yeah. of this. Uh, the, 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 uh, yeah, the, the, the vying for sliminess Steve Bannon. Um, but yeah, so that's essentially what has, is going on. But the people that get murdered, the people who are like, there's like lots of weird interweaving. He also is given that they like he uh, he he's got a son who is maybe a sexual pervert and murderer or assaulter. Maybe all of it is like confusing, and that yeah. Action Jackson almost killed him slash pulled his arm off, and yes, and that Action was framed. So that now he's a lieutenant. He's not a sergeant. But no, he's a sergeant. And he's not a sergeant, a not a lieutenant. We we have done a billion of these movies, and we will never learn rankings. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, what is well, war, Jeff? This world is already um, not true to the real world. When they're like, people don't look kindly onto poli- police brutality. He's like getting in trouble for police brutality. It's like, yeah. mm, <laughs> yes. what a world if only. Which is amazing, too, because it is supposed to be a plot move in an 88-style action movie that are all based on police brutality. The Joel Silver franchise is based yeah. on police brutality. His entire, you know, uh, oeuvre of producing. Um, so, yeah, it's confusing. Let, let's get into some facts before we get more confused Absolutely. by the plot. So, Action Jackson came out on February 12th, 1988. So, we're really close to that. That's why we planned this. We planned this, yes. Directed by Craig R. Bailey, who was mostly known as second unit stunts on Predator. He was a stunt guy turned director. So, that's why you get a lot of probably the stunt people from the other Joel Silver movies. Yep. Um, Yeah. Kind of like the John Wick guy. Uh, Written by... Robert Renault, who wrote Demolition Man and uh, a couple episodes of TV shows like Tales from the Crypt, the budget was seven million, and the gross worldwide was twenty million. Not bad. Yeah. So basically, okay, it's kind of like yeah, yeah. So we're talking about nineteen eighty-eight. Uh, top ten movies: Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Coming to America, Good Morning Vietnam, Big Crocodile Dundee, Two, Three Men and a Baby, Die Hard, Moonstruck, Cocktail, Beetlejuice. Uh, where do you think this came, Jeff? 36. So somewhat close. Uh number 52. Ugh, it yeah. was beat by The Presidio. <laughs> Movie I think about all the time for some reason and I don't Mark know. Mark Harmon, Sean Connery. Uh, yeah. And beat Tucker The Man and His Dream. Another movie I oddly think about all the time just because it's an odd movie to me. <laughs> Didn't um, they like remake it or something with uh for Tucker Carlson like it's a <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare tucker yeah. man is dream it's about his bow tie uh, um, <laughs> uh yeah so i mean uh, the, the the people behind it are all fantastic uh, yeah. uh i Good mean craig R. uh baxley as you said uh 
huge. I, we never. It doesn't. We don't talk about it as much, but this is definitely one in action movies that it is the John Wick. Like he is second unit director and stunt coordinator on like fa- uh, nothing but fantastic movies. Yep. Like the Long Riders, that movie we talked about, that Walter Hill movie with all the brothers, uh, uh, in or the Western that Noah uh, brought up. Carradines, yep. Uh, the Warriors. Uh, I mean, Predator, Reds. I mean, it's it, he's done everything, but then he also. He was stunt coordinator, but I do think big ones for us that honestly, uh, at some point, most likely, I feel like we could cover. Uh, Stone Cold, he directed. The Brian Bosworth action film. My brother was obsessed with Brian Bosworth. Like, (laughs) he... He was a football player and was... uh, You know, my brother had the Brian Bosworth hair. Yeah, He had those glasses... He had his book. He had a poster that said the land of Boz, and it was like a (laughs) version of Oz joke. I don't know why he was so obsessed with it. And I think, not knowing much about football, I think Brian Bosworth was like a very quick, like high and low, too. Like everyone was psyched on his attitude, and then he wasn't that great of a football player pretty quick. I could be wrong on that. But he also did, just brought this up on our uh, Instagram or on our Twitter in relation to all the UFOs, because uh, we're getting alien invaded, uh, I come in peace, aka Dark Angel. Uh, I come in peace, and you go in pieces, asshole. I mean, that was a tagline <laughs> that stuck with me hard as a yeah. kid. I was obsessed with that. You and you go in pieces, but so he did Jeff, some amazing. They were just stuff. balloons. They were just balloons, people. Um, yeah, my wife was like, what do you think they were? I was like, I don't know, gathering information. Like, <laughs> that's all. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, look, I'm a I'm a believer in the UFO, UAP, and alien life, but let me tell you this. More than likely, it's some dumb shit. That's some fucking balloon. I am not too concerned about it. Um, uh, but yeah, the writer wrote uh, Demolition Man, and then Tales from the Crypt, and then the Hitchhiker episodes. Yeah. The Hitchhiker was always confusing me. I never knew if it was supposed to be related to The Hitcher. Um, right. But it w- I didn't realize it was the first HBO scripted show. Oh. That was the beginning of the HBO empire. Before Dream On or anything Before like that? Before Brian Ben-Ben, our beloved Ben-Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Before all of us going, yeah, it's pretty funny, boobs. <laughs> it's yeah, basically so. That's the whole what the- <laughs> gimmick is there's boobs in it. That's what the show is, people. Let's not lie to ourselves. Yeah, it's We've- like Leisure Suit Larry, but for yeah. cable. Great game. Great game. Love it. <laughs> Get rid of the nudity, huh? Just the gameplay. Um, and so, yeah, this is, uh, it's got, and then Joel Silver behind it uh and it's also a lorimar which is a yeah. company we don't talk about as much no uh, but definitely Lorimar, put out a lot of movies they did a lot of tv shows too i believe so too yeah yeah um i also the poster and the box are pretty <laughs> iconic yep. like it's james bondy uh-huh. Uh, the tagline of it's time for action but action in quotes which actually is a pretty good summary because for the right. first half of the movie, you're like, "Yeah, where is the action? What are you talking about? The first scene? Oh, is well, like... I forgot. I mean, I guess where is the action in our Jackson? I should. Oh, have said. yes. Which vanity? But like, I mean, what a hell of an opening! If you yeah. really want to show you had a stunt coordinator directing, let's uh, set a guy on fire, throw him out of a building, have him 
crash through a restaurant and then <laughs> cut to the theme. It's a good, it's a very good beginning, man. I it's- was I was loving it. I was like, holy shit, that's how you open a movie. And then you got Herbie Hancock doing some of the score. Come on, man. And you've got man. He turned me out is a disgusting oh. song title. <laughs> like- Why, Jeff? I've I don't know. Is it sexual? You've never had sure. somebody affect you so much that you felt like you were like, oh, this is great. You're right. Well, it is just understand. about emotions. It's it's just emotional turning oh, out. Oh turned me out. His oh, penis was too big. It was just too big. Pointer sisters, you nasty. <laughs> They're pointing at the big dick saying that one. Look at it. This is the one we're talking about. <laughs> um uh but yeah, it it really does start. Uh, I, I mean, everything aesthetically in this is so 88 action in the best way possible. Everybody has a quip. Everybody, like Not literally stop. every single character has a one-liner. It's a tango and cash sitch here oh, it yeah. is tom like wilson not, tom wilson will uh, not stop one line and and his partner who has a very he's very pronunciating and his he's such <laughs> a actor's actor which yeah. is great when it's like the last time you had pussy <laughs> like it's like you <laughs> right, can really yeah. get them peas um i'm a blue collar guy you <laughs> <see>? <laughs> oh man uh and so, yeah, you start right away with just, like, people you recognize. You got Mary Ellen Trainer, who oh, is yeah. the psychiatrist from Lethal Weapon. Hell the yeah. newscaster in uh, Die Hard. Yep. Uh, the mom in Goonies. It's just like yep. she was everywhere, all at and once. And immediately, and she's only, like, in there for, like, that you're like, oh, this movie's not going to... You just keep seeing uh, recognizable face after recognizable face throughout this movie. It's, it's yeah. insane. And you think they'll be in it longer, but no, nope. they're like, they are... That's why if Arnold showed up, you wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, it opens with terrorist superhero ninjas coming in to attack someone. He's maybe connected. I think all the people getting con- like again. This is where we say the plot is confusing, and you kind of this is like eighty-eight action style as well. You kind of just have to go with it. Like it ultimately doesn't matter. Like you know, that's also that's the interesting part, and that's partly why i think we both can feel comfortable watching some of these movies where like yeah if i thought too hard about it, it's like yeah it's not exactly the message of pull of you know law enforcement that we believe in etc but it's also like you don't even know what's going on so who gives a fuck these are the val verde of villains i don't even know who the fuck they're killing most of the time craig t nelson is so powerful from his car company yeah. That he has ties to this elite group. Also, man, he knows this stuff. Is yeah. he former military or what? Because he, he like is fighting that kid and he like breaks his arm. He's better than his like, trainer. over. Lesson we thought over. he. Yeah, he th- we thought he was getting trained, but no, he's teaching the lesson, Jeff. Oh, baby, when the teacher becomes the totten is the classic phrase we all. I guess use. you could say, Jeff, he's a coach. Of a cat chair. He also looks like he has gray hair, but it's supposed to be 
dyed blood Hulk Hogan style hair. Yes, he does have that Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Yeah, my wife could not deal with it. Hey, listen up, brother. I thought he was going to say that. (laughs) Oh, Dopper. Oh, come on. (laughs) Hey, coach. Oh, go. Man, if Dauber showed up, this would be an extra dope movie. Oh, um, hell yeah. He's like one of the, the gro- he's, he's one of the guy that looks like Huey Lewis. He's like his secondhand man. I'd say I did love Coach. As a man who did not care, as I had a football coach dad, uh, I did and too, did yeah. not care about, for some reason, I loved that show. I was invested. It was a great you know, show. You know why? Because Craig T. Nelson's great. That's why Dauber's great. The whole cast uh, was great. The whole cast is great, baby. Um, but yeah, it, there. I'm I'm guessing this guy was associated with the union or is like a bookkeeper or something. Right. You know. Uh. You kind of also just get you get so visually. This movie was like, all right. We saw Tony Scott's shots. Yeah. We saw that there was sometimes some smoke in some scenes in uh, eighty six, eighty seven action movies. Everything should have a smoke machine. Everything. There's yeah. that one scene where they make a joke about the fire marshal, and I'm like, it's the smokiest scene, and you're not yeah. even referencing that. <laughs> and everything is like Dario Argento, Cobra, primary color, underlit, like fill lights in I apartments. Love I love it so much. The the him getting chased around his office. Mainly, you get distracted, one, by he's getting attacked by these, like, disappearing ninjas, like, that are also, speaking of the cartoonishness, did you notice that everything gets sped up, like, every once in a while? Yeah. It's weird. It's a weird move. Because it's not consistent. (laughs) (laughs) But when they're coming through the, the skylight... Which also, not to uh, plug books I write, but it has become in uh, Pup Detectives, the children's books I write, there's a running joke about how bad guys really love skylights. <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah, get the dogs are always looking for skylights in a crime scene. Wow. It's like, well, we all know there's a skylight. So like, it just became <laughs> something that I kept doing, uh, mostly because of movies like this. So yeah, he they come bursting through, but like they'll disappear. Like, What is going on when that desk starts moving towards him are they under it i have no idea what was going on in there but i was just like oh everything happens so quick you don't have really time to yeah then all of a sudden she gets killed and then yeah he yeah it's shocking when she gets killed yeah uh uh, she gets just blown away and he's got the the guy that's getting killed has got a fucking cannon for a handgun that thing is exploding his office uh and yeah you get uh you get also distracted by him running through the halls of his no light office but you're like wait you set up your accounting office to have underfill lights at various spots and uh, we're all for it baby it is i was surprised it wasn't grating you know like it was like it was just great and then like coming out from there from steam and he's running he's like oh my office it's a uh uh, sewer great Venetian blind fabricating company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just have it all set And then up. there's like a smelting area where they're just like... <laughs> I mean, we do have a, I mean, a showdown that happens in a cliche like quarry or something. I, yes. I don't know. The, it, it has every set 
piece that you could want in this movie. Every single trope, every single set piece that you love in 80s action, it's in this. Also, very quickly, people, we have said it before. The Cannon Bros, we do not stand behind butterfly knives. No. They take up too much time. You gotta, it's got to be all like... <laughs> they look cool, but too long. And I'll say... There is a fact at IMDb that says that the UK cut has like nine seconds or something cut out. And the cuts are a shot of a topless woman, which must have been Sharon Stone or someone else dead. And some of the time of the butterfly knife. (laughs) (laughs) Legitimately, two things cut out. And one of them is that fucking butterfly knife. When someone later, I think, has a switchblade. I'm like, yes, get a switchblade, get a stiletto. We stand behind it. They look cool, and it made all of us as children think we need to get fucking butterfly knives, but my God, it took forever. Use that crazy speed up on the butterfly knife. Let's go. Right? (laughs) I I wonder if the speed up thing was like them trying to, you know how the whole Zack Snyder, remember that became like a whole thing where it's like speed up, slow down, uh, zoom in, zoom out. Yeah. Maybe they were trying that out, seeing if they could do it, and it just didn't quite land yet we weren't there with the technology jeff but you know what is there that we also support a busy police station just oh teaming oh it's just so crazy everywhere we i love a good i love a good busy police station i love i love a good police station that the logic of the layout doesn't make sense that action jackson has a desk and is getting calls at other desks. Yep. <laughs> the, the guy who plays the head of the SWAT team at Die Hard, who says, send in the car, send in the car, and Die Hard is yep. the one who answers for Jackson on his desk and is like, what am I, your secretary? He goes, it must be the lipstick. Because <laughs> it, it never stops being quippy, even if it's oh, busy. No. Even if there is a weird bizarro miniature cobretti that walks by in one shot wearing sunglasses and i swear he was chewing on a matchstick and he's almost Ah. smiling at the camera like get a load of the me hey remember me he he lowers his sunglasses (laughs) um the cure um but it is yeah it's such a busy fucking police station uh uh Oh, I do have to say, I loved, uh, I feel like it was a cannon nod, that that first guy who gets killed get killed with a grenade launcher. Yeah. By guy from Die Hard, who plays the guy who has to be the uh, uh, the, 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 the guard. He's uh-huh. the fake guard who's like, God damn, I got 20 bucks around on this game. Yeah, <laughs> the one that people thought was Huey Lewis or Randy yes. Travis. I forgot. Yes. <laughs> Bizarro Huey Lewis is also yeah. one of these. You. It's constantly every single one of those guard, those uh, super ninja, whatever you think there's someone. That blonde guy looks like he's wearing a wig, but also looks like someone in Die Hard, but it's not yeah. him. I but think yeah. it's the same crew. I mean, it. I mean, really, like it really was. They were shooting on the same fucking lot. Joel Silver just had a fucking bus going back and forth. I just picture it's like the Universal Studios tour. And they yeah, just hop, they just on, hop that. on the tour. <laughs> <laughs> they go past Norman Bates' house. They get scared by Norman Bates coming at you with the knife. And then all of a sudden they jump off before it even stops to just run in, jump through a skylight, and get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 
but yeah, Action Jackson logo is great. I- I'll say they, uh, it has all the good tropes too because they understand you need to have a fun entrance. Yes. You need to have a fun logo and a fun entrance. This ain't Got canon. To. This ain't get. Look, we love canon. We have talked about it though. They are a fucking gamble if Cannon is going to do the big entrance for the main star. Like, how many times has Norris just wandered on and you don't even realize that's Norris? This is a whole big stink. You got a fucking kid named Einstein who somehow will become part of the plot. Which is so... uh, It's so tone deaf too because it's like he's supposed to be slow and that's why they call him einstein and he is scared of action jackson because of tom wilson and the other guy telling tall tales about him he but action jackson is the bill brasky of detroit it is nothing but fucking i know bill brasky (laughs) do you think that axel foley was part of that department 100 percent. i am shocked we didn't get at least a bizarro Axel Foley walking in the background right. with a fake Herbie Hancock like style Axel F. Uh, uh, even though I know <laughs> that's Harold Faltemeyer, but yeah. we got Herbie Hancock in here, so he's going to do his version of it. It's Rocket Era. Why not? Yes, exactly. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, Tom Wilson and the other and his partner are just like cut ups. They are <laughs> constantly quipping. Picking up Albert Smith, uh, hearing about those ghost stories, who becomes Einstein. Um, uh, And uh, it is amazing that, yeah, the intro is, he is so scared, he ends up spilling coffee all over the paperwork of, uh uh-oh, Lieutenant Jackson. Wait, was that coffee? Because I thought he ran into somebody who was carrying urine samples. Oh, that would be even better. I mean, I <laughs> hope so. God damn it, I hope so. Uh, also, just checking, was that after or before the sex worker who kicked the guy, offers a foot job, and then that kicks the up in the nuts? after, because I think they're showing like the busy, and of course, you got to have a sex worker in there. I mean, it's honestly, it's another one of my favorite... Uh, Tropes. 80s era tropes is the prostitute sex worker like uh uh, uh being sassy in a, in a police For station a foot job yeah giving yeah. a giving a big old foot job um and the grossness of a cop making a joke about getting a hand job <laughs> from them <laughs> um uh but yeah i our first introduction is a giant carl weathers Wearing all of his shirts are too tight. Again, this is where I thought this is how you're supposed to wear shirts when you're an adult. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, just saying, mellow out <laughs> to this kid and he faints. <laughs> Love it so much. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, I forgot about the old protein pickup gross line. Uh, they oh, say that right. to the sex worker that is just like, oh, giving the old protein pickup. Um, I... But it, 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 I mean, and we're introduced to it again. They've got the classic police chief who is upset. We got yep. Bill Duke, baby. Yeah. As Arm Brewster, I think is his name. Arm Brewster? <laughs> I believe that's his last name, is Arm okay. Brewster. They got some interesting names in this movie. They're definitely, because you got your Delaplane. Yeah, it's Captain Arm Brewster. Um, uh, 
Oh, because we also have to say it's Action Jackson, but his first name, Jericho. That's right. Good name. Even that was my wife stopped paying attention. She just looked up and she goes, that's a good name. I was like, yeah, it is. Jericho Jackson. Jericho Jackson. You can call me Action. Um, right. <laughs> so I'd be more intimidated yeah. by somebody named Jericho Jackson than Action Jackson. I think so, honestly. I mean, Jericho Jackson does work as a black exploitation like main star as well. Um, uh, and so, yeah. Here, uh, so we're introduced to basically Action Jackson used to be Action Jackson. That's yes. why he got in trouble. He's been a desk jockey, quote unquote, for two years, uh, doing paperwork. Everyone's giving him grief about it. Hasn't hasn't stopped his fucking workout routine, I'll tell you that much. No. He's got more time to pump that iron. <laughs> he really does. I mean, he is action jacked in this, if you know what I mean. Um but yeah, we basically we find out that he was a high school track star, pays off. Harvard law degree turned cop. Doesn't completely pay off, just <laughs> as like a like, why would you do this? And that question like, is never uh, completely answered. Showing Batman without being a, a good detective. <laughs> yes, exactly. And also starts with a terrible idea from the captain. I think the captain should get his ranking struck for this idea. There's like some meeting. Uh, uh, oh, uh, someone's getting the Businessman of the Year award. We don't know who it is yet. We're gonna find out that it's coaches' uh, roles getting the getting the businessman award, uh, uh, and the the he was supposed to, the captain was supposed to go as a representative of the police station, but he can't go because it's his wife's Parcheesi night. Yeah. So he decides that Action Jackson has to go in his place. He knows that Action Jackson lost his ranking because of coach and because he tried to put coach's son away and basically ripped his arm off and sent him to jail. Why would the captain do this? He's inviting trouble. This entire movie is the captain's fault. (laughs) No, the captain knows what he's doing. You think he meant to do this? Jeff. (laughs) <laughs> he meant to do it because he thought like he goes i can't outright say take care of this action jackson because he knows what he's capable of you go my hands are tied wow i have to pretend that i'm this hard ass but really i'm playing 4d chess oh man bill Duke. He cleared the path for him he opened the door and just said i don't know i don't know yeah do it. do it i'm just do what you will do what you will with this. He knew um, what he was doing sending him yeah. there. You know what I'm thinking? This whole time, I'm sitting there watching this movie going, he shouldn't have been there. He shouldn't have been it's there. just like, man. But now. He shouldn't have been speaking to Sharon Stone. <laughs> he should have literally been doing anything he's doing at this thing. But, yeah, maybe uh, here's the thing. We hear about how power is the important thing from Coach and being a puppet master. I'm just now realizing Captain Armbruster, he's the he's the puppet master of this all. This is his That's design. Right. Wow. Svengali over here. Real Svengali playing Parcheesi. Um, and so, yeah, 
they make He's him do 4D this. 4D Parcheesi. 4D Parcheesi <laughs> is our new descriptor for the mastermind. Uh, we also find out that he lost his gun permit. Uh, right. So he's not allowed guns. Doesn't really pay off. Again, not many of these things pay off, really. I mean, it's, he goes, he does hand to hand combat, right? I is that supposed to? Is that there to explain why he does so much hand to hand combat? Not no, really. it's machismo ego. We all yeah. know it. He was going to do it anyways, and he lost his marriage. Doesn't really apply to anything, kind of. I don't no. know. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was at that uh, event where they make the fire marshal joke, but it really is smoky. They really should get the fire marshal in there. Um, it also, right around that time is when you notice how oiled up Carl Weathers is in this movie. He always <laughs> looks a little sweaty. Like, yeah. it looks like it's so humid in there, but everyone else is calm, cool, and collective. But he needs to be because he looks amazing in this. Yeah. Um, he's 39. Uh Right. Didn't the ID say that he was born in like 38 or something wrong. weird Yeah, like he's that. supposed to be like 60 if he did the math on the ID. Yeah. It's again another idea where you're like, was that supposed to be some of it? Is that he's an older guy? But they don't really play into it. It's just kind of a thing. It's like um, they wanted Danny Glover or... Yeah. You know, uh, Richard Roundtree even just... You know. Yeah. Joel Silver wanted that uh, in there, but in yeah, it has that little uh, bit that he couldn't let it happen. Um, I love his reaction when he talks about ripping his arm off, and he goes, "He had a spare." <laughs> yeah. I also, I mean, truly, it was Arrested Development that makes you realize how fucking funny Carl Weathers is. Oh yeah, so good. like that character, like just like playing Carl Wet, and you're like, man, he really can deliver a line really well. He gets who oh, yeah. he is. That's why it's a little sad there weren't more action Jacksons because that is the best one of the best parts about this. He does get who he is in this movie. Yeah, he gets what he brings to the table. Um, uh, yeah. Then we realize Sharon Stone is uh, Coach's new wife. Yep. Um, and. Uh, he really puts his foot in his mouth, shitting on him, uh, saying he's a real ass. she believes in him, Jeff. She believes in him. She does. Sharon Stone's character has to be just the queen of lying to herself. She knows nothing about what is going on. Honey, you have no clue. She and she truly has no clue. She doesn't seem to. How does she? How has she never heard? Because she got together with him after the first wife got killed by him, by Coach. But in this, she's like never really heard about her his son. Never really heard about Action Jackson being the fault of it. I mean, I guess that in theory is all part of his larger Svengali puppet master thing. Everyone's yeah. a Svengali in this movie. They're all pulling strings. It's See, the Jeff, master of puppets should be the theme no, here. No, you think she knew? I was joking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, she would really, like, that would be amazing if her last line before she died is just, I knew. And he goes, whoa, <laughs> really? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, I love that he's just walking around talking law with someone, <laughs> just breaking down a case. Um, uh, all right, here's a question I got for you. Because after that, we get to the next guy getting murdered who i think is another union head this guy who's on a boat and he he's 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 very confident in his security listen to his arias 
Yep, I was about to say that, that another trope. Yep. Listening to an aria, getting killed during an aria. Perfect. He loves Pagliacci or whatever that sad clown is. That's why he's listening. Me, Pagliotto. Um, here is it. So one guard and the ship captain are telling each other, what's a guy with no arms and no legs jokes? I didn't get the first one. What do you call a guy with no arms and no legs who's under a pile of leaves? Russell? Yeah, because it's rustling because you can't. Because that, like, oh. it's, his, it's rustling in the leaves because he can't get up. But then also, it's a name, Russell. Yeah, because the other ones are like, what do you call a guy with no arms, no legs, who's floating in the water, Bob? Blah blah. But like up on a wall, yeah. art on the floor. I guess like, hey, if I was uh, sketch noting it, I might say, all right, it works, but it's a little bit too much of a thinker to start with. <laughs> Let's throw that one uh, the second or third. You got to set the pattern up. Um, but it really took me out. I had to go back a couple times. I just was not getting the joke. And I was like, I'm a professional comedy writer. I get how this <laughs> stuff works. Um, I, if I had uh, a wish for one behind the scenes making of scene is when that balding, pudgy uh, bad guy jumps over the ship banister (laughs) and you think that they did a reverse shot to make that even work but like did they have some sort of but like trampoline system like there's a lot of shots like that like the action jackson flipping over a car like there's so many parts where it's like they cut the action to be like very superhuman i i I'm glad you. I might have. That might be my favorite moment. Is later on, Action Jackson playing chicken with a taxi. Oh yeah. And his answer is to do a front flip over the taxi that leads to the taxi flipping, crashing, and not killing the guy because the guy shows up later. (laughs) Yep. The guy with the sunglasses. But yeah, there's definitely some. Uh, again, that's the cartoonishness. Sometimes you're just like, yeah, he really is a stunt coordinator. And that's why I would just love to know how Pudgy Magoo got over that banister in just one jump. Didn't it's even a, touch it's it. A, it's a, it's a uh, exercise boat. There's like actually trampolines built into Perfect. the deck. I would love that. To find out that they spent like $2 million building an exercise boat yeah. And it took two weeks to get that stuff right. <laughs> you invite the Pointer Sisters over to sing while you're you're jumping, exercising on the trampoline. Oh yeah, because they're diegetic. They they mm. that, that that wasn't recorded ahead of time. No, that's there. the other part. Right. Um. Uh. And so yeah, the the guy gets a bomb attached to him. It looks like there's uh C batteries that he could just pull out in the bomb, yeah. but Godspeed. Um, You're not going to be thinking of that. No, nah, no, nah, he's freaking out. He's too busy. Like, should I try to save myself? Should I keep listening to my aria? I'm not positive. <laughs> um, and uh, w- again, we don't completely know why he's getting killed, but fuck it. We assume he's part of the union. Um, and then it doesn't matter because I was shocked that Argyle showed up. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. I was like, hey, Argyle. Yeah. Nice. Godspeed. The only other he's movie only I've there ever for seen. Two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I guess he's the guy who parks 
uh, his 66 uh, Tercel or whatever the car is. I yeah. can't remember. Tercel. Is that a Toyota Tercel? <laughs> yeah, no, it was not a Toyota Tercel. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. On another podcast I do, I called the car a Nissan Saab. And I was like, wait, I don't think oh, that's... Yeah. I think I just merged some cars together. Um, uh, and so, yeah, he they, that just leads to a fun joke of, don't pull away that fast, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, oh, okay. Here's another freak me out question. In Jackson's very smoky apartment, uh, where he's drinking cranberry juice, disgusting. He's got a <laughs> urinary tract infection. That's why he's yeah. He definitely definitely has a UD. Um. So what is what is next to that bookshelf? There's a person, it looks like, but it also looks like it could be like a cardboard cutout of a boxer. But there's like, I want you to go back after we watch it and so, like, you can't really see it. I tried to pause, but there's like, I thought it was going to be a person in the background, like a bad guy. Yeah. But I don't think it was. It was just like a weird cutout that Action Jackson had of maybe himself shirtless. Oh, Jeff, I know this. What is it? I know the answer. It's the ghost from Three Men and a Baby. That was my first guess. That was my first guess. It was at the ghost. It was the ghost of the kid in Three Men, and he's hanging from a noose like the little yes, person from Wizard, in of, Wizard Oz. of Oz. Um, yeah, there's just like a weird cutout that really freaked me out. Um, uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, it, he we get something about Grantham, and then he gets a call. From Robert Davi, uh, who I guess they were on a track team together. They lost touch, but he became a union guy. Yeah. And he hasn't slept for a couple days. Uh, he's freaking out. He thinks that there's wires everywhere. You think it could be drugs, but maybe not. Um, he can still quip because he's like, I'll give you three guesses. And the first two we forget about. <laughs> And I guess that's supposed to get us in that now Action Jackson, this is personal to him. Yeah. It's like his old high school friend, I guess. Um, again, scenes kind of just kind of keep happening. You just go with it because now you're then you end up in Joey's Club Elite. <laughs> Terrible name. <laughs> and we got Vanity, baby. Yeah. Gorgeous Vanity. Uh, singing knockout. Far Away Eyes. Yeah. Uh. Love. And that, uh, this that electronic really drum kit has uh. symbols that are so close to each other, they're <laughs> almost impossible to hit. <laughs> this this movie is kind of heartbreaking knowing how she passed, you know, just about yeah. like she was a junkie in this or whatever. Yeah. Just, uh. Uh, it is. Uh, yeah, because that's what we find out is that Coach uh, is having sex with Vanity. Yeah. Uh, but also is just keeping her kind of enslaved to him through heroin. We're yep. guessing it's heroin. It's a. I'm assuming it looks like, like some kind of like. Um, it's like something like out of Venom hospital drug. massacre. Like yeah, like it's got it's like a weird metal fifties, but she's like caressing it nonstop. But yeah, it's definitely it's like some made up RoboCop two drug. In yeah. A thing. <laughs> um, she's singing "Far Away Eyes." Uh, I tell you, I I'll say it, and, and it it comes up, and when action ends up there to watch her sing as well. I would never go to this club. I do not want audience participation when I am watching something. That's where you and I differ, Jeff. I want to feel special. 
The performance you want to feel like you're in a strip me. club. It's a it's a club with like a strip club, and you got to have that stripper face. Like when you're watching, yeah. can never do it. I can I can't. But I can't I just, do that. Just like dead face. Know, just ooh yeah. <laughs> I don't want to deal with a strip club. It's just too much no, pressure. But I like is. a singer singing at me sexy. I love that. I love making strong eye contact with me when they're singing. <laughs> and just kind of like grinning and being like, is the camera still on me? Why Why is the camera still on me? Why do I have to react still? I think I told you once about how I saw the Get Up Kids and I was standing next to the main guy's like girlfriend. Uh-huh. And so during like last night on the Mass Pike, she's he's like staring at her and I was friends with her friend and I was just like, oh boy. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> this uh, sucks. <laughs> wait, you didn't like the Get Up Kids? Oh, they were Live? never. I never loved them, but I really didn't love watching them. Oh, yeah. Boo! One uh, of the best shows I've ever seen was the Get Up Kids when they got back together, and I saw them two or three years ago before the pandemic. Oh, uh, this was seven inches. This was. Oh, that was like yes, way way back. This is upstairs Middle East. This was, I think, Mineral. They were opening for Mineral. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, that was a while back. Oh, yeah. Art of Failing had just come out, or whatever that is, for Mineral. <laughs> yeah. I was I was a big Mineral guy. Um, Get Up Kids were a little bit too close to Promise Ring poppiness. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I really love didn't love yeah. the Promise Ring. We played with <laughs> I them. I bet you didn't. We opened for them at the Irving Plaza, and it was, they were super nice, but I was like, what the fuck are we doing here? And yeah. that was when I was working at Arista Records, and... It was when the real world was back in New York and they were doing a job at Arista as a street team uh-huh. and they were like two floors above me and we had a weird meeting where all of us like met them and I like poorly tried to hit on like the emo girl who was working there and then was like I realized I was like oh I should tell her I'm playing with Promise Ring tonight and I went back to go tell her I never saw her ever again. <laughs> And that's uh, that's how most of my life went, anyways. Um, Action Jackson. Yes, exactly. Uh, I was never Action Garlock. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, uh, this is also Craig T. Nelson gives us uh, your favorite line. Oh yeah, Vandy says, "I expected a standing ovation," and he says. You're getting one. <laughs> As he's just sitting there at a tiny table. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't trust those sunglasses on that guy for with APS delivery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right away, you knew. It's COD. Bam! Which, what did they... I, I My wife was like, it should have been KOD. And then he goes, what's K-O-D? You're dead or something. She had like some pitch. Because I was like, wait, C-O-D translates to what? And someone on, I think, IMDb Trivia said it should have been like corpse on delivery. But right. I was like, I don't think so. I think I think it's just a weird line, much like you're on ice or cool out or chill out. Or yeah, whatever. chill out when he's got a flamethrower or whatever. Um. I love Craig T. Nelson saying, give me two good reasons. <laughs> oh, yeah. He knew what he was doing. Man, he gets it. He's a fucking player, man. A girl's best friend is heroin. Ooh, yeah, baby. It really is about power with this guy, though. You got you to gotta say. Um, I love that when Robert Davi dies, the coroner is so filthy and so flippant. 
Oh, yeah. Like, he literally just told him, yeah, I was very good friends with him. He's like, well, <laughs> they say it's suicide. Wink, wink. I don't know about that. <laughs> how was that suicide with how he shot him? Yes. <laughs> Makes no sense. Um, but does lead to a semi-pointless confrontation of him bringing the dead picture of Davi yes. to Craig T. Nelson in the most 80s Wolfgang Puck Spago Rock restaurant. <laughs> uh, Sherrod Stone straight up eating the 80s diet platter. It yep. was cottage cheese with like cut peppers, etc. <laughs> but yeah, it leads to kind of nothing. He's just kind of like, okay, cool. Glad you're on my case like you always have been. Yeah. Like, and Action Jacks is like, all right, glad you... uh Saw that. agree with me because he's <laughs> with the the head of the the union, right? Yeah, yeah. And maybe he thinks he's going to be pointing that out. I love that the head of the union is in one Seinfeld episode, and he he's at Beldo, uh, Del Boca Vista uh, with Jerry's dad. <laughs> he goes, "This is my son. He's a comedian." They goes, "He doesn't seem funny." Like he just says one line. It's great. Um, and he says, call an ambulance. And I go, I believe there's one, two houses down. Don't worry about it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, so I guess now we're just seeing the barrage of just coaches a maniac. He's yes. just training wild. He's screaming like crazy. He's basically doing that 80s move where he, he might as well be like training karate while he's wearing like a V-neck cashmere sweater. Yes. <laughs> and like an ankle bracelet. <laughs> I was about to say, wasn't he wearing like a, a college sweatshirt or something? Maybe uh, it was. Uh, uh, he was just very much dressed like like a Dockers type of yes. ad. Uh, but yeah, he like breaks that trainer's arm. He's just like, lesson's over. <laughs> Not in a pervy way, but I was just wondering, is this our first naked Sharon Stone? Like, would Mr. Nude be all over Action Jackson? <laughs> I think I think so. I think that was probably maybe the first time that she was, I don't know. Yeah, It's I'm not, not her I'm first no movie, Skin, right? So. It's not her, this is, because uh, no, no, Quatermain no, no, no. was, she was in Quatermain before, yeah. right, or whatever, yeah. Um, I got another canon connection, baby. Um, she really doesn't trust the bad guy, the thug from Swap Thing. From Wes Craven's <laughs> Swamp <Right>. Thing. <laughs> That's my main knowledge of that actor. Uh, is yeah. I always think about how he was in Swamp Thing. And he becomes Eager a disgusting monster. to see what they monster. do with the new Swamp Thing movie. I am too. I am too. Uh, I keep almost re-watching Wes Craven's Swamp Thing. And I'm just like, what am Me I too. doing exactly? Like, Me too. You, I, you're probably like, you just have a feeling that you're going to watch it. Just be like, why did I waste my time? Like, yep. it was okay. Um yeah, I it's sometimes I just have to be like, Garlock, you don't have to rewatch everything. Everything. You can just yeah. let it lie sometimes. Um, truly, I'm going to say, the most evil thing, especially watching this on Valentine's Day, the most evil thing Coach does in this whole movie, just not making time for his wife. No. No. She says all she wants to do is talk for a minute. He's like, nah, baby, I got a meeting in 14 minutes. I'm on with my distributor in uh, Italy. No. He just drives away. He says, drive away. She's just left there in tears. Where else is she going to go besides Action you know, Jackson's Jeff, arms? It's just, you know, that's who we are. Do we yeah. really take the time as we're recording this podcast? Yeah. As we <laughs> to spend time. As we, as we watch a movie with our wives <laughs> on Valentine's Day so that we can record in the middle of the day and 
instead of doing legit work while our yeah. wives work. I mean, it's, we just come we on. come on, people, come on, guys. Hey, not to make this a guy thing, but hey, guys, hey guys, <laughs> hey guys. I do love. Like, do you think the whole track star thing was in there to set up that he could run after yes. a cab and almost beat it? Because <laughs> I was like, holy shit, he's like. Uh, a machine he's like he's just running after with it. a cab speeding yes that means jeff he's like running like at the very least 50 miles per hour he's running as fast the as least. like a cheetah that's at the least yes yes because i imagine that guy's not going super slow um, no i mean he got a little slow down blowing up like a truck full of gas canisters jesus christ <laughs> that was another one being like yep that stunt guy had to get it in and i love it yeah that is the fun of having a like that's why the john wick movies are fun like you know oh, like so fun you get a stunt coordinator direct and you're gonna fit in a lot of stuff holy shit yeah and they're I, gonna be I, like oh you didn't think i could shove a stunt into here get out of here forget <laughs> about it we're gonna make this stunt go on one take for 20 minutes and you're gonna <laughs> love it i do love too that like you have a moment where you're like man there's no way the chief isn't gonna hear about this <laughs> yeah and then he's like get in here i, I didn't dream that shit because uh, the car yeah. flips over and then the the bad guy actually g- gets out like right yes. away he disappears crazy he must have been a track star too i mean everyone's track star in this movie robert davi <laughs> carl weathers um i loved that Played clothes policeman who was just like, Did you see a blonde hair, beautiful woman? He did like he overreacts so big. He's like, Oh, yeah. oh Christ, I thought I dreamed oh, it. Dream. Yeah. <laughs> no matter where you are, there is gonna be a New York cop. There is yeah. gonna be a fucking Brooklyn Queens cop in the <laughs> middle of Detroit going, Oh, Bungai. Yeah. Oh And that's a wrap on Joey, everyone. Yeah. Let's give him a hand. Joey. Give him his bowl of in. pasta fazool and get him out of here. <laughs> you might if I stick around. I'm kinda interested in directing, you know. I'll be out of the way, but I just want to take a look. Everyone, bring out a director's chair. Let him just sit down to Italian <laughs> stereotype. <laughs> um uh I love that we find out that possibly the one thing Action Jackson can't do is actually clap like a normal human being. Yeah, <laughs> He's got a crazy sideways all fucked up. No sound going to come out of that clap. Um, you wonder if he's doing it for sound. Like he doesn't want to ruin a take with too much loud clapping, but it's almost like he's working too hard to not have it happen. Well, I... I had a character, Jeff, that I did here uh, for a bit called um, uh, Middle-Aged Man at the Hollywood Bowl, <laughs> where he's just like kind of got his legs spread and he's just got his arms folded. He doesn't look like he's into the concert. And then everybody like then like his wife or someone to start clapping and he kind of looks around and like begrudgingly is like, all right, all right. And then starts clapping. Everybody stands up for a song and he's just like, Ugh. <laughs> And then, like, gets up slowly. I mean, I love it. I love that. I mean, you've got to bring that character back, baby. <laughs> oh, I am. Oh, it'll be back. Don't you worry. Yo, you'll know it. It'll be plastered <laughs> all over America, and they're going to be like, we know exactly what the Hollywood, Hollywood Bowl is and what this <laughs> thing you're referring to is. You get these references, people. Uh, she's singing Kiss Me, Baby, Undress Me. Very oh sexy. yeah! Oh baby! Sexy song, so sexy, so sexy. Uh, and how but, was he? I mean, yeah. 
How is he supposed to react to this song? I mean, sexually. He's just got to fucking, you know, like he's got it. He's got to be get his eyes stuck on her. Just loving it. Ooh. Cartoon wolf style. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> crazy that uh, he kills Sharon Stone so quick. I was shocked. I was yeah. like, wow. And I for a second thought he was going to be creepy with her dead body. He, I mean, he kisses her when she's definitely dead. And then when he goes, like, I was like, what exactly is he doing by her shirt? It looked yeah. like he was going to cop one last feel, like, before the guards come in and before it gets a little too weird. Like, it's like he definitely was doing, like, the five-second rule, but for his dead wife, Ugh. basically. <laughs> um but yeah, he's just so cold and perfunctory about it. And it's like, I know that we even get explained that's like, yes, he killed his first wife and his partner. But it's like, he's so like, this is everyday occurrence. Like, he's killed 10 wives. But Yeah, he doesn't care. He's cold-blooded. Like, the guy will kid a, kill his own son, as we find out later. He would do it. But yeah. also, I thought why they kept showing her, her hand go down his back to show the gun he was hiding that she was going to like take it be like all right you tell me the truth now he's like no honey let's slow down here but no it was just to show that it wasn't there anymore and that he i thought it was going to be revealed too that like maybe she shot him and or but no yeah no it's just a weird like you're just like oh towards the butt where's the gun multiple times was he Getting his gun prepped to kill her? Is that what the guy from Swamp Thing was prepping for? No. Like, no. He just had his gun, and then when he found out that she was upset because she knew... Yeah. Or she was starting to kind of catch on. Yeah. Then that's when he was like, well, that's why he has the joke of, like, gun works. I mean, I really wish she had, like, one more line of just like, but I also know nothing. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, I went too quick. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. I promise I won't tell anyone. Maybe. I'm crazy about you. Maybe. Would you die for me? You know I would. <laughs> then die. <laughs> Prove it. There's Then we get, it, we get Mr. Ed, <laughs> who is, like, ends up being comical, but yes. he's Vanity's protector. And is paid quite handsomely by Coach. But he also, I guess we're supposed to see that he's wary of him. Enough that he like wants to bring her back. Yep. I'll say I always get wary. There, he's also supposed to be humongous. So Action Jackson's like scared of him and tries to get into a fight with him. It doesn't work out. I always get a little bit too stressed. And I know that weight starts to work different. But when they've got a guy who's like that, and then they're like, he's 270. And I'm like, oh, no, only 270? Well, it Am makes I me feel that weird. Clo- yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. I don't, I think I'm okay. But like, that feels I'm too close yep, to Mr. Me too. Ed. And I, you're I, hoping I, it's a, it's a, he actually weighs like 320 sort of it's situation. It's muscle, man. It's muscle. It's muscle. It's muscle. Always stresses me. It's out. all for both of us. It's muscle. Uh, yeah, we just. When I go to the doctor muscle. and find out that I'm pushing almost two fifty, that's what it is. It's muscle. I like to just scream. It's muscle as soon as the doctor walks in. <laughs> he doesn't know <laughs> what he's talking about. It's muscle. <laughs> yeah. Not from where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> uh, make a limp arm flex and <laughs> be rip. 
Uh, love that Creepazoids is playing in the background I, on yep, the movies. I wrote that down as well. How? I, I mean, Vanity is a good reminder of like, don't hang out with junkies. She's just exhausting. Just like she's just got that junkie talk going. Oh, yeah. But also, I know, I know she's like fucked up, but like, is she really not hearing over the police scanner that they're like, yeah, your guy who's got you hooked on fucking heroin just killed his wife and now he's yeah. this and, or or she's dead, etc. Like she's just completely gone. I guess she's so. in her own world. Yeah. That's how good that heroin is. That is that's some good shit. It's the girl's best friend. Again, it feels unclear that they're setting up Action Jackson, but I guess that's what they're doing. They're setting up that like she she Sharon Stone went to his apartment and was naked and is dead. Then she was having an affair, and then he killed her. Yeah, and he's too distracted to completely know because he's dealing with vanity and him making you know annoying quips about how much of a junkie she is. And I'm like, I'm straight edge, and you're getting exhausting. Like, stop getting off her back. Like, let her chill out for a sec. She does have orthodontist class uh, in her apartment, so I was very happy about that. Got to. Uh, We meet his... uh, uh, like old he was an old boxer yeah his friend who also says yabby dabby do <laughs> i don't know what network is showing the flintstones that late love it I guess, give me that. i'm guessing tbs baby tbs oh, or yeah. tnt when they would do the that weird move where everything was five minutes off we've talked about that before yes like and because they were trying to like get off of the other network's commercials. It's a weird tactic that they used. Yeah. I love Vanity. He's got her last chance, want to fuck, and he's like, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a good action man he is. I love that Einstein... Wait for, yeah, Einstein just keeps showing up, getting scared of Action Jackson. He's the one who's happens to... Now he happens to be the nephew of the boxing friend. Yep. Got a classic 80s homophobia. You're either queer or a cop. I'm not queer. Of course. Yeah. The way he says it, too, is so, like, resigned. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not queer. Yeah. It's like, mm, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. We well, don't know about this one. Maybe you because and Mr. Ed later. a little unsure there. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Explore it. It's, exactly. it's natural. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine, dude. Don't be <laughs> defensive. Yes. Uh, but then he's trying to find Papa Doc. I don't even know who Papa Doc is, honestly. Is he another union guy? He's an informant. Oh. And that's why they're looking for him. But then, like, they found out. The whole the whole joke is, like, that's him. And it was his balls because right. they found out. Because he said, they said, he's just like a library, open to the public. Because they found out he was giving up information. And that's why they cut Are his balls out. That may- I was getting confused because they're like, again, they're a little vague and I was like, they're sexually threatening Action Jackson in an odd yeah. way. But now that Maul makes a little bit more sense, every actor in that crew is from other things too. Yep. It's, it's like the guy from Commando who says, don't wake my friend, he's dead tired because Arnold breaks his nose on the plane. Uh, I think the main guy explained the plot is in Friday the 13th 6? Or is it five? The one who goes, baby, don't shake the shitter. Oh. Uh, he's like the brother. Uh, I forgot. Yeah. Who like, he's like, oh, damn tamales. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the guy who is threatening cutting off, I want to say is in Roadhouse or something. Like he's in yeah. one of those. Probably in Demolition Man too. I imagine when we watch Demolition Man, we're going to maybe see some of these people in there as so well. So many people. We're also throughout, it ends up being the second in command is... 
uh, the uh, I believe the the Asian terrorist yes. from Die Hard, uh-huh. who I said I also said is uh, I I remember finding online. I probably said this before, but the wedding announcement from that guy is at the church that's not too far from my house. Which is awesome because the father <laughs> of the bride had a made a joke about it. It was just like, "This man is marrying my daughter, so your daughters don't have to marry him." Which is how the wedding announcement goes, which is great. Um, but <laughs> I love him so much. I love kind of the shitty look he gives to that trainer when the when coach is like, "Lessons over," and he's like, "You idiot!" <laughs> he's yeah. like, "You should have known." Getting your fucking arm broke here, baby. <laughs> but vanity comes in, and. You're a little bit like, why is Action Jackson not just pulling an Action Jackson move? Instead, he pulls this, he's a fake preacher joke. Yes. Oh, boy. Just funny-ish, but like, you're just like, it just leads to then him being action. And you're like, yeah, do that. It's supposed to be like more comedy driven, but it feels too like, you know, when you get somebody who's sometimes too cool for improv where they don't want to look too silly, like they don't want to commit as much and they're doing it and you're like... You could go a little bit harder on this, but yeah, yeah, he he kind of doesn't completely commit to it, and then it just becomes awesome action, which is fine. And he's got such a charming smile, but it does. Yeah, lead... and he does that finger wag, yes. and he Ugh. the amen part, so good. Yeah, and then we meet another of his friends, who is the gossip hairdresser. We get that saucy SNL sax. Yep. Uh, uh, or it, uh, where the song says, do the jerk, baby, do the jerk now. Oh, right. <laughs> but yeah, like we get more information from her that I honestly, I got a little confused on. But I yeah. guess it leads them down the right path. It does. Which is good. Uh, and it is around here. You're like half the town either knows exactly who he is or half the town has never heard of Action Jackson before. Yep. Uh, uh, you got to learn to leap before you look. It's just like a line. You're sometimes you're just like, okay, you're just saying lines. Yeah, bad sometimes. career move. Yeah. Oh, I think I felt that way one time when she's describing falling down from heroin. They call oh, it yeah. love. <laughs> um, <laughs> then, yeah, they, they, they get the guy who's going to be puppet installed as a union guy and they trick him to end up at a foundry, like you said. Yes. Just for partly for a weird set piece to just have Action Jackson come slide down on a chain. <laughs> right. And then the other gang shows up. Yeah. And one guy that looks like Joaquin Phoenix is says, yep. I'm gonna kick your heart in. <laughs> Great line. Love uh, it. We yeah, we find out this is where then finally they catch him and they take his shirt off and they oil him up. And they yeah. say, really make sure you flex that six pack <laughs> the entire time. I mean, it's all you can think of. All I could think about was like how he's got to be sitting there just like holding his stomach so tight. Because oh, yeah. That's the whole all time. that shot's got to look sore good. the next day. Yeah. <laughs> Man. But yeah, Della Plain's basically like, hey, here I am. Here's my plan. This is the thing you've been trying to understand this whole fucking movie. You being the audience as well. I want to install a puppet regime. By the way, the taxi guy survived. I love power. Uh, I killed my first wife. Uh, here's my son. Again, I'm going to bring that up, but it doesn't kind of matter even. Maybe we'll get to it in the sequel. Like, <laughs> But you think the son's going to show up then, but he doesn't. Uh, like I said before, he decides to throw in in that barrage of information 
uh, how they're going to kill another African-American guy and put his clothes on him so that they and falsify the dental records of Action Jackson so it feels like yeah. he can pin more on him. And they decide to throw in, to most of my guests, you all look alike anyways. And you're just like, yep. okay, quick racism for no particular reason. Uh, because it doesn't lead to, like, you're like, okay, that's the black exploitation nod. Right. But it's just the like Mr. a little. Big yeah, yeah, the Mr. Big Ass. But it's a tiny nod. It's like, a wait, did he just nod at me? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like when you're walking down the street and you're like, did that guy just say hello to me? Uh-oh. Uh, I didn't say hello. Shit. I'm going to just keep walking. Never mind. No, Jeff, you run back. You twist yeah. them around and go, hello. Hello. How are we doing? Um, God bless. Oh, God bless you. God bless you. We do, in all of that, though, we realize that still, like, what do you want from me? I want you to die, is yeah. really what's driving him still. He still wants X Jackson to die. He can't get over Did his Did we son. skip over all the, like, when they're in the car and he goes, you want to rush? You want to rush? Like, that whole thing where he's, like, about, he's driving super fast. He's like, what are you doing? No. He's just say knowing uh, oh, vanity. There's yeah. a lot of that, yeah. There is a, it does again feel like they're trying to and maybe that's the canon he moved too. It's like through dress like they're trying to shove in a message somewhere, like an anti drug yeah. message, but it kind of just comes too little too late, and then they kind of just forget about it. It gets overwhelmed by one liners instead of actual like plot stuff. Yeah. Cause ultimately it doesn't completely even matter that vanity is on heroin. I'm realizing as I speak. She kicks it cold turkey pretty fast. Yeah. As soon as she, you know, she's going to kick it cold turkey, and then you can have me at Thanksgiving. Do I have to wait until then? (laughs) Gross. What a way to end a movie. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, you get a barrage when Mr. Ed shows up. Yes. Hello, I'm Mr. Ed. You called about a paint job. Paint job, yeah. <laughs> and he's got an airbrush to like, blow. Wow. <laughs> oh, one of my other favorite tropes: getting thrown into the generator. Oh yeah. And the way his ass gets electrocuted made me laugh so hard. So funny. I love a good. <laughs> I, yeah, we love a good electrocution death. It's just like <laughs> like yeah. It's uh, well, they they really are checking off all the trope boxes. It is fantastic. Barbecue, huh? How do you like your ribs? <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. And oh man, they cut to a barbecue <laughs> for that. Yeah, we get the chill out that doesn't make right. any sense. Boom into oh, finally, yeah, that guy, the the guy who should have been killed in a flipping taxi gets killed on getting <laughs> impaled on a fucking he, fence. Yes. Also, he was hiding in a tree that was very well lit. Very well lit with Christmas lights. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, wait, is this a Christmas movie? Am I missing this? Because oh, even Shane then, Black. Though, if it's a Christmas movie, that's I legitimately wanted to do the math on this. Because if it's supposed to be a Christmas movie and they make that joke about, do I have to wait until Thanksgiving? If she said yes, is it literally like, oh, I got to wait like 10 months? Yeah. But also, if she's going to rehab, yeah, minimum. I mean, Minimal. please, like, do it right. Like, I'm sorry. I'm just telling you. I got fucking, I got life experience in this. Um, it's unclear why Action Jackson's plan is to bring all of his friends in. Like, 
They, it's unclear what they're doing exactly. It's unclear why the backup. boxing guy. Why the, I guess because he doesn't have anyone but his old crew. Also a distraction, too, because he knows that they're all uptight white people, mostly. Uh, he was given remember, that racist line. Yeah, because she goes, I'm scandalized. Or she goes, I was scandalized. No one was there to check our car. Good call. Yeah. So when they're they're going to be distracted, especially when he goes, just run. Yeah. Because he's causing a scene to distract. Yeah. So then it's like. Got it. Yeah. I think Actually, he was using their racism against them. Okay. I'll give you it. I'll give it. That works. And I guess it's maybe a black exploitation, like use the community move. Not the not the police. Yeah. Even though he's still the police and he becomes more police towards the end. Uh right. Uh, and his old partner is just like Ah, fuck it. Yeah. Or whatever he says. Yeah. Good luck, buddy. Um, okay, go get him. Yeah. Uh I do love that it wasn't until he got into the Haley that they had sitting there as a display. <laughs> right. And he drove through the house. Yes. The I house, was like, this, I, this is, is too is, much yeah. for me. I was like, for some reason, that's where my suspension of disbelief came from. You know why, Jeff? Because the way the geography of the house looked, you it is implied that he drove through the house, drove up the stairs, up down a hallway into the room they were in. Yeah. And not Christine style, like pushing through, like no. all the halls are wide enough for Haley to get through. That's Um, how rich he is. And then also he just knew that he wouldn't hit vanity. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Exteriors of the house were shot in Pasadena. My wife looked it up. Uh, Nice. Very excited. And yeah, I was just like, well, this is a bit much. But yeah, they end up in a kind of mano-a-mano. That's right. uh, That's that ego. Yeah, there's that fucking ego. That power is going to get destroyed by ego. But then, yeah, it does no matter what end in guns anyways. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Where after all that, it's like ego, and then fuck it, anyways, let's just shoot each other. And at first, I did like be like, oh, wait, Craig T. Nelson shot first. But luckily, Action Jackson had a cannon of a handgun that just made him explode. Yeah. But I guess it ended up that Jackson got a shot in the arm. Yes. So I was like, okay, I guess I can let this slide. I was half expecting that, uh, that he would have had something to protect him or something. Yeah something connected to action like vanity's um <laughs> heroin uh, heroin yes! box that he took her works her, her like the only her time machine. this should save someone yes <laughs> maybe i should say yes to drugs um <laughs> right and uh but then yeah like bill duke just kind of like comes in is just like dope you did it you're back I don't yep. think it's that easy, <laughs> um, but we we this is last action hero style, just like huge, like totally fake ending. Oh um, yeah, just like all right, Vanity's just like I'm going cold turkey, and in her version of cold turkey, it'll take like two days. Now they're gonna fuck. Everything's cool. Yep. Uh, puppet governments are destroyed. Credit song rolls. Credit song rolls. You're well, a I want action Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, Madam and, X. And maybe we'll see it all in the sequel. And we won't because 
there were problems <laughs> in our minds we will in our minds me and frank will constantly be thinking about what would an action jackson sequel be mine starts with carl weathers and vanity just going to town oh yeah it's it's 20 minutes of hardcore fucking on yeah. camera <laughs> the end Roll one liner so yeah it's one a short satisfied film. frank <laughs> Uh, mine is Action Jackson, the beginning, and it shows. <laughs> it is. You want a Smallville like show about Action Jackson's? You know, before he was Action Jackson. I want to see him rip this son's arm off. I want to see what the fuck was going on with this kid. Yeah, I want to see Hunter all this action. I assume I I want to see like twenty scenes of him outrunning cars, like he's a fucking cheetah gazelle, like fast animal, um, <laughs> jumping over buildings. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that being said, it's fun as hell, man. Oh, I had so much fun. While I was texting you during it being like, yeah. I love this shit. It's yeah. so fun. Oh, did you get the predator not to when he sees uh, the boxer and he goes, you son of a bitch. Oh, I did that. Oh, man. God damn it. Yeah. <sighs> love those Easter eggs, people. Give them to me. Keep them. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. I'm Joe Silver. Um, yeah. Oh, and Billy was in there, too. Yep. I forgot Billy shows up like for a hot second, but also it's weird that that was where I forgot. That's where I was like, wait, half the town knows who he is. Half the town don't. And then also I think Billy's line was, oh, wait, your action, Jackson. This is going to be easy. And I don't know what that means. Oh, yeah. That's that's against the reputation of the stories of the ghost of Action Jackson, the Bill Brasky of it all. But yeah. I was just happy to see Billy uh, from Predator. Um, yeah, I I don't think we missed anything. Uh, we Except for action. And There's also so much like one-liners that it's yeah. hard. It was hard at a certain point. I was like, I got to stop writing these down and watch the movie. I was like, unless there's one that really sticks out, either you gotta you gotta just chalk it up so that there will be a billion of them, and yep. uh, Frank will write it. Uh, we'll see because <laughs> it really <laughs> is a, not. It's stuff. fun as hell. It was the same thing with Tango and Cash, where we both yeah. were like, I can't do this anymore. I'm I'm not even paying yeah. attention. My space bar is sticking on my computer. This is getting frustrating. <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, at this point, this is where we do our canon rating. This is, of course, uh-huh. not a canon film, but how canon is this could have been a canon? Frank, what do you think? I think I'm going to go 7.5. Yeah. Because it has all the elements of it, action, yeah. nudity, you know, like all that stuff. But it's like a high-budget canon, which are already kind of like... Yeah. It's a little too Joel Silvery. But I think uh, this will be our descriptor for some movies that we're going to be sliding in and it could have been a canons. And if we do special months and maybe veer away from some of these uh, canon movies that are uh, not bringing in the big views, listens. <laughs> but uh, it uh, this one was like if canon kept trucking. Yeah. If canon kept trucking successfully. Right. They still had, they had big budgets to spend. If they had big budget and they started swaying in uh Joel if they Silver if they kept swinging directors even that weren't directors on their way out and were directors a little bit more in the middle i do think yeah. that would have happened i do it's not just because i want to cover movies that uh maybe don't fit exactly in the coulda but i truly do think they would have maybe started to get out of their way maybe and with the amount of power that if they hadn't been ruined by 86 
yeah. that they maybe would have gotten some of these. Because it, I agree, it has all the touchstones. Nudity, violence, one-liners that hardly make sense, complicated politics, plot. racial stuff, and plot that I fucking was swimming in. But with the Joel Silver touch, baby, um, you know, that uh, that thesis maybe doesn't completely hold up when I watched The Last Moguls, that thing I sent you. Oh, right. yeah, uh, there's yeah. a BBC documentary and it's just a lot of behind the scenes and watching them make decisions is wild. Like yeah. it's just it insane. explains a lot. Yeah. If and you, you haven't watched it on our socials, right? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. If you haven't watched, we post on our Twitter, but The Last Moguls was a BBC documentary. I believe the person did three variations of it. I've never watched it somehow before. It lo- it got lost in the shuffle, but it's essentially an hour of mostly uh, behind the scenes, but not of the movies, but of them just in the offices yeah. of canon, and then intercut with like the movies they say are coming out, which is great. Yeah, There's definitely right. a lot yes. of La Brava, but watching them make decisions. There's little bits in the Electric Boogaloo that come from this, I believe. Yeah, but it is like I've got it's like in passing, Golan will say to Globus like, "Oh, I've got a great title. This, or maybe this, or maybe this." Ah, we'll put this million in. Okay, we're going over here. Are we getting lunch? All right. Get me, uh, you know, fucking this person on the horn. I'll give you this amount. They're just yelling numbers. It's crazy. Uh, but yeah, I think for this 7.5, Action Jackson, uh, it, it hits the touchstones, but through that Joel Silver lens that we love too. Uh, yeah. I, think it's, I think it's so fun. Uh, but yeah, on that note, people... We got to take leave of you. So when we take leave of you, Frank, what do we tell the people? That they can find us on Instagram and Twitter at the Canon Canon. Second Canon is one in. Fantastic, Frank. And fantastic for me to say, go to our ca- uh, Patreon. Like I said, patreon.com slash the Canon Canon. Of course, this one is coming out a month early on our Could Have Been a Canon. And we also have bonus soundtrack videos and commentaries and a whole bunch of other bonuses. But also just help us uh, support. Uh, to get this podcast out to you, the people, every week. And we just try our best here. But until next week, I'm Jeff Garlock. And I'm Frank Garcia Hale. This is The, the Cannon. 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 Chill out. <laughs> <laughs>